Hi there, welcome to Musings on Transhumanism. Here we talk about what the future might hold for humanity. Sounds very cryptic, but I like to think of this podcast as a weird thropple love child of science, sci-fi, and philosophy. I'm your host, Ash, and today we'll talk about free will, or the lack of thereof. We've all heard of randomness. Almost every day we wish each other luck, hoping that the universe will somehow align in our friend's favor. But what if we are mistaken? What if there is no true randomness? What if everything that will happen is already predetermined by the current state of events? In other words, what if the world is truly deterministic? Ah, shit. Here we go again. In this world, we don't choose what to do. We just do the only thing we could have done because of how we were raised, what environment we're in, and how our thought patterns work. What will happen to us and everyone around us is already set in stone. There's no need for luck or hope. Everything will be as it is. It's a scary world to me. It means that I don't have free will anymore. And as a human being, free will is something very fundamental to me. And determinism is intimately intertwined with it. We, as thinking humans, like having a choice. Being in captivity and having no say or control over our actions are among few things we dread the most. When determinism enters, free will goes out the window. And so does accountability. How can we hold someone responsible for the actions they didn't choose to do? I did. If he's just following a script, putting one leg in front of the other... Does it make sense to put someone in jail for murder if you had no choice but to murder? <laughs> I'm a murderer! Take a minute to think about this. Would you find someone guilty if you knew that they didn't have a choice? Hold on. Wait a goddamn minute! I think at this point you might wonder, who cares? Why are we even talking about this? But determinism is actually a big debate in the study of consciousness. Some experiments show that we can tell what someone will decide based on their brain activity, even before they report their decisions. In many ways, being conscious is having free will. We praise ourselves for being able to act based on reason and not just instinct. Quite a blow if it turns out it was all a lie. What would it do to humanity? Well, first of all, it would probably destroy whatever moral code we have going. On the other hand, we might finally learn to predict the future. In his recent talk, a renowned physicist, George Elliott, mentions that some of his colleagues believe that if we have enough computational power and data, we could map everything from the start of the universe well into our future. I bet that would do wonders for the history books in school. But still, you might righteously wonder how could determinism be possible if a thing as simple as random number generators exist. Well, I hate to burst your bubble here, but they don't really exist. What computers do when they try to generate a random number is use some intricate code to imitate randomness. So with enough time and effort, we can actually predict what the next number would be. So... That is definitely not the proof of the existence of randomness. But everything becomes more difficult when we turn from computer sciences to nature. And no surprise there. If we listen to physics in a basic, mechanistic way, then the universe is indeed deterministic. 
we can tell where the particle will be if we know its current location and momentum. But then, drumroll here, quantum mechanics enters the chat. And oh boy, does it steer the shit up. Basically, a very elegant experiment shows that universe is indeed not deterministic. Some of you actually may know this experiment. It's when they blasted a bunch of particles and at some point they started behaving both as waves and particles. Basically, under certain conditions, all particles behave like waves. And waves don't actually move mechanistically. As a result, we cannot predict where on the screen every single particle will end up. But on the other hand, we can predict how and what pattern they will form together. Honestly, it blows my mind like most of quantum physics, but to quote Voltaire, what we call randomness is and can only be the unknown cause of a known effect. And as fun as quantum mechanic is, I am a biologist, and I personally care more about how chaos and randomness play into the living world. Peter Hoffman, in his book Life's Ratchet, looks into the heart of chaos and how it could form life as we know it. In school, we learn about entropy, the universe's driving force, the ultimate disorder, something we tell our mom when we don't want to clean our room, if you were as a nerd as I was in my teenagers. But whenever I had to clean my room and I told my mom that I didn't want to clean it because entropy will mess it up anyway, I started wondering how could the world be as it is right now if entropy indeed drives everything? You know, even more surprising, how could have life sprung out of it? Life thrives from order, and the tiniest mistake leads to fatal disruptions. On a grand scale of the universe, these disruptions might be nothing, but for us, they are everything. There are the diseases, there are cancer, there are death, and everything in between. Now, Hoffman approaches the question in an elegant manner. He starts by debunking the myth that entropy is equal to disorder. He shows that forming order, such as life, can actually increase entropy. It's twisted, I know. This question has haunted me for years. If everything is perpetually directed towards chaos, then how in the world did life with all its patterns and structures come to be? Think of your fridge. Why can't you cool the room by leaving the fridge open? I'm recording this in 30 degrees heat, so this question is very applicable to me right now. But the fridge actually uses up more and a lot more energy to cool down. In return, it exposes large amounts of heat. If you subtract the energy in this heat that it basically uh, lets out into the world to cool itself down, we see that the entropy actually increases from, well, the workings of the fridge. So basically, if you just leave your fridge open, Nothing is going to happen because the cold inside is going to cancel out the heat it releases. But the heat is actually more anyway. The same principle applies for us. We don't just run on air and rainbows, no matter how much I want it. To survive, we need to eat. We destroy exuberant amounts of energy stored in food, use some of it to function and release the rest. This released amount increases the overall entropy more than we create order. Now that we have this principle out of the way, let's return to determinism. We might think that existence of chaos and its predeterminate influence on the inner mechanics of the universe removes the possibility of determinism. You know, if there is randomness and if randomness drives the world, 
then how can the main driver in the world be chaos? You know, but what we saw was life is not that simple. Unfortunately, our digital computers are still absolutely deterministic. That is why we're still so far away from truly modeling the biological world. But biological systems are amazing. They use randomness to their advantage and turn it into order. And according to George Ellis, many of these microscopic random events cannot be explained deterministically. Now, I might have confused you, but let's go back to imaginative stuff. Let's say we have enough data and computational power to model the world, and poof, we realize it is indeed deterministic. What will this realization give us? Would it be our doom or strength? For science, it might be a blessing. Finally, we would be able to build an entire understanding of the world from scratch, how everything else affects everything else, how neurons sending electric signals to each other lead to consciousness, and countless other answers to the questions we never thought we could. On a larger scale, we might be able to predict our future. Would we want to know our future if we could not change it? To me, it would make me feel trapped, like nothing I do matters, like everything has consequences, but I cannot control the reasons, so what's the point of trying anyway then? Even worse, humans are a part of the material world. We're made of atoms and molecules which build intricate systems. If every single action of every single part of the system was predictable, would it make sense to judge the entire being? In other words, won't our actions and thoughts just be distilled into interplay of particles? Imagine that your life doesn't mean anything anymore. All you are are a bunch of atoms doing things that they were supposed to do. These ideas have bothered philosophers even back in the 17th century. A famously opposite views were between Thomas Hobbes and Descartes. Hobbes thought that humans were just like machines made of the parts that act together to form a whole. In other words, that the body forms a mind. Descartes thought that mind and body were made from different materials. But on the other side of the story was Margaret Cavendish, who, despite being a duchess, was ignored for being a woman to the point that Hobbes refused to communicate with her. She opposed Descartes, believing that mind and body are made from the same materials, so to say, and opposed Hobbes, believing that living beings were not machines. This forces a reasonable question. How dependent are we on the idea of consequences? Sometimes, especially when faced with unpredictable hardships, we condemn the random nature of the universe. If only we knew something could have happened, we could have predicted or at least prepared ourselves for it. Human mind is fond of causality. Even more, it is likely that causality is its main language. Some even believe that it is our ability to understand and see real and potential consequences to our actions that have enabled us to build a whole civilization. We like knowing that everything has a reason. Even more, we like reasons to be proportionate to the events. Hence, cognitive biases, so brilliantly explained in Thinking Fast and Slow by Kahneman. Even when an event is big, like a death of a famous person or a global pandemic, we tend to look for big causes like a scheme to fake the death. That is, this is how many conspiracy theories are born. Humans like causal relationships. At the same time, we have to acknowledge to ourselves that sometimes... Things are simply correlated and have no causal relevance whatsoever. This has been such a big problem for formal research that scientists nowadays refrain from saying X causes Y and instead say X is correlated with Y. No causality versus correlation. 
Essentially, this is because we never fully know the cause. What does the cause even mean? Uh, if you expected me to give an answer here, I really gotta disappoint you. I don't know. There is still no consensus on this seemingly fundamental matter. But going back to determinism, the ultimate outcome of predicted causality, wouldn't it simplify our lives as humans? In a sense, wouldn't it make the world make more sense to us if everything had a cause and an effect? That with some elaborate technology, everything would be predicted. We like knowing the future. Think of how divination has been passed from generation to generation. How prophecies are a central part of so many stories. The future is an uncharted territory, and as humans, we don't seem to like not knowing. It induces all sorts of anxieties. The science of prediction, fittingly called super forecasting, has a place in the world. Think stock market, insurances... So if the world turns out deterministic and we'll learn to utilize it to our advantage, a true game changer would be born. Let's start small. Gambling would become very boring. So would relationships. History would become a double-edged sword. We would know what happens and what will happen. We would be essentially living in an elevator knowing from and where we're traveling. I feel dizzy trying to think of all the consequences of such a machine. Now... It would show that future is another question. As wisely spoken by pop singer Natasha Bedingfield, the rest is still unwritten. Would we see the percentages of how likely events are? Would there be branches? Or would determinism make the future rigid, removing all the alternatives? I guess for a while, we would not know. So long, and thanks for all the fish.